Welcome to Friday 15, Andy Hoare. How are you, sir? It's good to be Friday. It's good to be Friday. That's right. Welcome, everyone, to Friday 15 with Master B2B. We're rocking it out this Friday. We've got a big conference coming up next week. We're going to be going to and have a lot of fun out in West Palm Beach, Florida. Welcome, everyone, to Friday 15. We're taking on a key issue and talk about it for 15 minutes, and we want to hear from you, so put your... Put your comments into the into the chat bar here, and we uh, will respond to and post as many as we can. My name is Brian Beck. I'm joined today by Andy Hoare, Andy, longtime veteran of Silicon Valley, CEO of Paradigm B2B, former uh, head of B2B e-commerce at Forrester Research. Andy Hoare, happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday to you. For those who don't know Brian, he's a uh, 20-year industry veteran. <clears throat> he's been uh, both on the B2B side and the B2B side as a practitioner. So he was at Harbor Freight Tools selling power tools and yes. uh, and other things. And uh-huh. then um, also at PacSun selling cool sunglasses. Um, and uh, he's the author of a book called Billion Dollar B2B E-Commerce. Uh, and he also is a managing partner for Inceba, which is a uh, consulting firm, an agency that helps companies sell better on Amazon, which is obviously something every company needs, most notably B2B companies. So Brian, great to be here. Yeah, awesome, Andy. So we have a great topic we're going to be chatting about today, but we also have some cool breaking news we're going to be sharing in just a moment. So thanks, everyone, for joining us again. Put your comments right in the chat bar. So, Andy, I think we have some uh, some some breaking news we want to share that we saw this week from one of our uh, members of our community, right? So let's go ahead and maybe share, uh, share a little bit about that. Um, this is, uh, but before we jump into that, we're going to talk budgets today. So we got this whole economic thing, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Let's <laughs> this whole share, economic thing. <laughs> you know, the whole economy, you know, all that. Uh, but first, our breaking news. <laughs> have to have to play the music. Oh, wait, shut up. Oh, <laughs> it just keeps replaying. <laughs> we're having too much fun here. So, Andy, did you see the uh, the news about Fastenal? You know, Kirk Talamidis, who's and his group uh, over at Fastenal, who we know well, He's uh, Kirk's the vice president of e-commerce there and has been a part of our community for a long time. Fastenal is now getting 57% of their revenue from digital channels. You know, they're following the footsteps of Granger and some of the others, uh, and not necessarily following. I mean, they're, they're a leader, uh, but, you know, reflecting what we're seeing across kind of that industry, the MRO, industrial products industry, uh, where these companies have invested for a long time in digital e-commerce, other channels. Um, and they they just announced yesterday uh, or two days ago, I think, uh, 57% of their revenue is not coming through these channels. Of course, they include, Andy, you know, their, their vendor managed inventory. They're connected with what they call vending machines that are on location, on site with, you know, with customers um, where the customer can order, you know, pick up something out of the vending machine as they need it, uh, tools, fasteners, et cetera. And uh, it gets placed over the internet. They also include their EDI orders and other e-procurement, but a big percentage of their revenue is from the e- pure e-commerce site now as well. So what, yeah, what are your well, and Interesting too, because I remember a day not in the too distant future or past, I should say, when Fastenal kind of swore off digital. They right. thought business was not anti-digital, not but not fully embracing the digital. And they do still define digital as anything was a digital intermediated transaction. So you said, the vending machines are really big to their business, and I have no problem with that. It is all digital. If you can order online, pick it up in a key, uh, vending machine, great. Right. But you know, five, six, seven years ago, um, even before Kirk, I think took over. We both know Kirk pretty well. Uh, they weren't really into digital. 
Right. They thought maybe that's a part of our business, maybe a separate channel. So you know, if you told them five, six years ago that they would be where they are today, even absent of a pandemic, I think they would have been highly suspicious of approaching 60%. And I think they said they want to hit 85%. Yeah, I read that. Yep, 85%. <clears throat> and I think I think Granger is close to that now, aren't they? And MSC too is way up above 60, I think. Well, you kind of hit some ceiling at some point because there are still some people who don't want to buy online and they're right. defined. But once they start to attrit out, yeah, there's no reason to believe these companies aren't going to be at 80, 85%. There'll always be a sliver that don't yep. want to do digital, but... Yeah, they're heading in that direction. But yeah, it's if I could have told, you know, Fast and All's executives when I talked to them many, many years ago, you're going to be at this level. I think they would probably have laughed. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is what implications is, does this have for the mid market, right? So, I mean, you got these big multi billion dollar distributors, you got new entrants like Amazon Business and others. What does this all mean to the, you know, to the mid market where, you know, the, the you know, the 50, 100 million dollar distributor? Who doesn't necessarily have as much to, you know, as much capital to invest and things like that? I mean, do, can they can they take advantage of these channels as much as the big guys can? I think actually they can. But um, and the, and the, the other, so any thoughts on that, Andy? What what implications does it have for mid market? Well, I you know I think what things with it's kind of funny what starts in the enterprise makes its way down to mid market, but what also what starts in the mid market makes its way <clears throat> up right. into the enterprise. So the idea, I mean, good ideas, great ideas you know, find their place and digital is one. Sorry. Plus there are, you know, new buyers, the millennials, the Gen Zers, et cetera, who just don't want to talk to people. And so like it or not, this is the way it's going to be. And I don't know, I'm apologizing for it. Digital enables things like lower cost to serve, higher customer satisfaction, incremental revenue opportunities. So I think they're just awakening to this. And in some ways the pandemic pushed them, forced them, Sure. in that direction. And I think they're, th- they're thanking their lucky stars. One final note on this before we move on to our main topic today, Eddie, you know, I think also, I think it's indicative of, you know, these bigger players, the Fastenals, Rangers, Motions, et cetera. You know, a lot of the, the way they think about e-commerce also is different than, than, than the way that a lot of other folks think about it in that they're using it as kind of a lead in. They're using it almost as a, almost as a top of funnel thing where, they're, they're using the e-commerce transaction to then push the lead that comes in through e-commerce into there's more of their solutioning, right? Which is where they differentiate from, you know, pure transactional players. And I think that's an important difference. And I think actually, Andy, we, maybe, maybe we cover off on that uh, next week's for Friday 15, because, you know, that the, is it sure is, is e-commerce really a bottom funnel, bottom of the funnel, or is it top of funnel, you know, in terms of, you or know, both or both. Right. So, Anyway, maybe we'll, we'll come back to that one next week. I like that uh, that topic. But uh, we got to get to our main topic today, which is talking about the economy and the question of the growth and whether it should impact B2B e-commerce. Andy, you have some interesting data here. You want to walk us through it? Yeah. Let me just say first, anybody who thinks they know what's going to happen next year is insane because nobody <laughs> knows. Right. I mean, it's right. just a reality. We're looking through some of the data, thinking about what was happening. Events are changing in real time. Right. Here's what we know from what we consider to be authoritative sources. So the IMF is saying that advanced economies in 2024 are going to grow slower than the less advanced though developing economies. There's a lot of reasons for that, but advanced economies includes, you know, the US, Europe, et cetera. But just look at that trend. I mean, they're predicting 1.4% for advanced economies. And if you go to the next, oh, actually I can just do that. I got it. 
Yeah. And if you zero in on the United States in particular, look at that growth. It's approaching yeah, right. uh, a, an anemic 1% in 2024. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think the conference board has it at 0.8%. There seems to be some consensus around the GDP growth being around flat, right. <laughs> essentially. But that's before you factor in a lot of things that contribute to uncertainty. Again, right. the economies are resilient. That's one of the things we've noticed even through the pandemic. But there's some realities here. We have a war in Ukraine. Yeah. I'm not laughing about that, but we have a war in Ukraine. We have a, war, a new war in the Middle East, which right. is going to affect oil prices. It always does. We have saber rattling in the Pacific Rim, you know, with China. Right. And then closer to home, politically, we don't have a Speaker of the House. We will get one eventually, but that's third in line for the government. It's just kind of up in the air right now. Right. Um, you know, we have a presidential election next year where 75% of Americans don't want either candidate. Right. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. We have a, a possible third party candidates running. I mean, you know, and that's just the stuff we know about right now, but which may or may not resolve itself. So if you're one of these B2B e-commerce executives trying to plan for what the economy is going to look like in 2024, I'm like, right. uh, you're first of all in good company if you're not certain. And second of all, <laughs> I say, you know, good luck. Well, uh, but we were talking beforehand, Brian, weren't we, that maybe we need to bring a new concept of budgeting that exists in every other walk of a business, which is agility. Maybe agility. we need to have agile budgeting now right. because you can't budget for an entire year. You just can't anymore yeah. because, you know, yep. we know what's going to happen maybe in the next three months. And then it almost has to be like in three month increments here. Well, yeah. And we were talking ahead of this too, um, you know, and, and uh, Jared Blank from our team made a good point. It feels like, hey, we're almost, it's almost like we're always either just coming out of a recession, we're in a recession or about to hit one. There's, you know, so you're, if you're a, you know, if, if you're a B2B e-com executive or a C CEO or a board, you know, how do you think about this? Should you even pay attention to this? Because, you know, at the end of the day, these are fundamental. And I, I, I argue that these are foundational, fundamental things that you have to invest in, you know, in terms of, um, you know, digital advancing the digital capabilities of your company. You know, obviously, we're a bit biased, Andy Hoare, right? Because this is our world. But at the end of the day, you know, we just see, as we talked about with Fastenal, the companies that are investing in this with a longer term lens are winning. So, you know, and, and we can go and look at our own research, too. But, you know, as a B2B company, how do you think about this? Right. So this is right from our research. This next data point. You want to speak to this? Yeah. So earlier this this year, we did the master B2B state of B2B commerce report for 2023. We actually asked people, hey, talk us about budgeting. What does it mean right. to you? And what they told us was like 70 percent. So that budget is a significant barrier to robust B2B right. e-commerce growth. Meaning if you want B2B e-commerce growth, you have to invest in digital. There's no right. way around it. The question is to what extent, but you know, it's, we're still in the investment phase for a lot of companies. The more mature companies are perhaps a bit beyond that, but it's, you know, I always say this B2B e-commerce is not a project. It doesn't come to an end. It's a right. program. Right. And so it's a constant set of investment. And, you know, you, you are sort of it's an arms race a little bit, too, where you're trying to stay ahead of the competition. Now, the good news is a lot of technologies that are now available to help you really translate that into something. But budgeting is really critical. And if you go to the next slide, we also asked them earlier this year, what does your investment look like for the rest of this year? Again, back to this three-month increments. This was back in, I think, April, which seems like you know a different time in 
space. Right. But, right. you know, 11% said they were decreasing their spending for the next year. Six, 59% said they would increase their spending and about 30% said they keep it about the same. So if you just broke it into two categories, mm-hmm. decrease 11%, stay the same or increase 89%. Yep. Wow. So that's pretty bullish on right. B2B e-commerce. But if you want to flip to the last slide, we actually asked, this is not a scientific poll. The other one was, yeah, <laughs> was right. a real survey. Um, this is uh, what we saw amongst the people we, we surveyed online. Again, not a scientific poll, but kind of interesting. Those buckets, mm-hmm. you know, it, it looks like the, if we we're going to trust this to be fairly representative, cutting back 35%. So you can say it kind of jumped from 11 to 35%. And then stay the same or increase, mm-hmm. kind of reduced from, say, 90% down to 65%. Again, I'm not sure we can compare these apples to apples, but I think we can draw the conclusion here that still increasing, still yep. bullish, still robust, but perhaps less so for all the reasons we mentioned earlier about right. the economy and the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's really true, Andy. And I think, you know, what this is telling me, too, is that, um, you know, that the... If you're not investing in this, two thirds of companies are investing or increasing their investments. So if you, you know, even in the face of this uncertainty, you have to invest in this uh, in these digital tools. If you're if you're not, if your C-suite or your, um, you know, if your board is not funding it, you know, that 68 percent earlier, you know, you're going to fall further behind. And so, you know, the the mid market companies I was talking about earlier, you know, you're competing with Fastenal and, and Granger and all these you know, it, it, and, 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 you know, J- Jason Hine just just noted, you know, it should it should uh, prompt an increase in budgets because not diversifying, you know, what you know, what could happen is bad risk management. So this is almost an opportunity. Thank you, Jason. Um, Spoken for, like somebody who's not actually determining the budget. <laughs> all right. You but, talk to a CEO like, oh, sure, Jason, yeah, I right. agree with you in spirit, but I'm the guy who's got to actually allocate right. the dollars. Allocate and, the dollars right. You know, in the face of uncertainty, you know, we have to pause a little bit. Again, I'm not agreeing with that position. I'm with right. you on this one. Yep. You've got to invest through this stuff, yep. especially now, because look where we were even last year. Nobody even knew the word chat GPT one right. year ago. Right. What are we going to yep. know in a year or two? Plus, customers are increasingly, you know, higher expectations. They're more consumerized. Yep. You know, the, I think we're going to hit some leveling off at some point. But this is still, in my opinion, aggressive investment mode. Well, you know, it's you know, it's interesting about these periods too, Andy. When people start to pull back a little bit, I think it's an opportunity for companies to actually win share if they invest when others are pulling back. It's like investing in the stock market, right? When the market's going down, that's when you buy. Not, and you know, everyone else has you know, uh, everyone else is you know, selling, that's the time to buy because ultimately, you know, you, you end up with a, a better, you know, better return at the end of the day. People are, people are buying less, guess what? Less, less, you know, vendors are more eager to make deals. You know, you, you, you can leap up. Right? Yeah. Technology so, people, they're on sale. And, and if you're going to be making, yeah, again, and you can get really good quality people and and that's really right. powerful technology. Yeah, that's right. All right. So if you, if you all, thank you, Jared, for this comment here. Um, you know, uh, you know, every week at noon Eastern, we do this Friday 15. You can also subscribe. We've turned this uh, Friday 15, our short, um, uh, you know, sessions here into a podcast, which is available, um, you know, at uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. You can get it both for iOS, your iPhone, as well as your um, Android device. 
So, um, you know, encourage you guys to go sign up there. I posted uh, you see here on Jared's comment uh, where you can do, where you can go go look for that. So, encourage you guys to to go take a look. And then um, also one thing to mention before we wrap up, Andy. You know, we got our forum. We talk a lot about this. We're up to gosh, about think uh, close to 350 members now. This is a free forum online community. It's like a little bit like LinkedIn, but it's it's only for e-commerce practitioners. And you can look at some of the folks here we have in. I mean, just as an example of folks that are involved in our forum, you can share, ask ideas, ask questions. There's no solution providers or vendors in there. It's only uh, practitioners. It's a place you can ask questions, interact, network. Um, you know, we've got all kinds of questions. Just three or four came in this week from folks looking for tools or technologies, uh, looking for solutions. We've had people asking about talent and where do I find, how do I hire, and all kinds of great questions. And it's a good place to, to network. So I encourage you all, it, you can go to right to our website, uh, masterb2b.com, look at the forum tab, click that, submit a couple pieces of information. And you know if you're a qualified practitioner, we can get you in right away, no cost uh, to join that. So um, Andy, we're just about up on our Friday 15 here. Any Any final words of of wisdom for our for our audience today? Yeah, you know, I think I really like this idea of agile budgeting. I'm not sure it really exists in the real world, but I just think just like we used to talk about, you know, when it can, it's very parallel to what we talked about with uh, investing in e-commerce technology. It used to be a multi-year right. <clears throat> project. There's that term again, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and, it, you know, people would dedicate resources to it and then they'd build this thing and they'd have something built three years later that, was yep. built for three years earlier. Right. You can't do that anymore. And I yep. think everything, agility has come to everything and now it needs to come to budgeting where you can't just, I'm not saying you have to have quarter by quarter budgeting or week by week budgeting, but right. you can't have an annual budget anymore, especially in the face of uncertainty. So you got a good quote in there, Andy. <clears throat> E-commerce is a program, not a project. I like that. So we'll leave it there this week, folks. Thanks everyone for joining at Friday 15. We'll see you next week at noon. Uh, Eastern Time. Thanks for joining us.